0: I've got kind of a standalone message here that I'd like to share with you guys, and um, we're going to the book of Philippians, and we're going to be in chapter 2, and uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 11, so we should be able to get them up on the screen for you, and uh, you can pull it out on your your phone. If you actually have a Bible, that'd be crazy, but yeah, you can like... (laughs) Like, there's paper. Holy cow. (laughs) Uh, But let's read along together. Can we do that? All right, verse 1. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. It's hard. But in humility, count others more significant than ourselves. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who... God, what an honor to come in your presence, to feel your tangible presence. God Almighty, to know that you are here in this room. God, I pray that you would soften our hearts, that you would allow us to open our minds to receive your word today. That this wouldn't be another weekend sermon, but that I would be open to receive your word in a way that might challenge me to grow, that might challenge me to be closer to you truly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Have you guys ever been in an argument with someone where you're talking, you're having this conversation, and no matter what you say, it's like their response is like, has nothing to do with what you just said? <laughs> Have you ever been there? Like you make a statement, and then their response is like some total different like angle of theirs that they're trying to make, right? And you're like, oh, Lord Jesus, uh, just listen to me for a second. Have you ever done it? You're in a conversation, and they're talking, and you're just kind of like, oh, but wait till I say this next thing. You are going to be amazed. Right, We do this where we are just, wait till you hear my viewpoint, though. Wait till you hear my viewpoint. And we're not even listening. We're not even being open to our neighbor and what they have to say, what they think. You know, almost everyone feels like they're open-minded. I mean, if we, if we did a raise of hands, which I won't do, Are you open-minded? You know, most of the room, yeah, definitely, Devin, for sure. But very few really are. Like when it comes down to it, when they say something that just doesn't quite line up with your opinion or your viewpoint, do you really like honestly consider it? Right? Because I know what's right, all right? I know what's right. You don't, right? That is the world we live in. That is the culture that we are living in today. It's a a culture that feels very binary. It's like there's this viewpoint, and then over here, there's this viewpoint. And it's either this or it's that. You're on this side or you're on that. You guys know what I'm talking about? It causes this division, doesn't it? It causes so much division, and we take this viewpoint, and and we we take this stance by devaluing theirs, right? If you don't see it the way I do, well, you're just wrong, and you're stupid, (laughs) you know, like you don't get it, all right? Poor you. There's no room for nuance. There's just no room for it. You either agree with me or you don't. And if you don't, you can go on your way. Is that the world we live in? Yes, but I think, I think there's a different way that we can go about this, especially as Christ followers, right? Especially as Christ followers. So going back to our scripture starting in verse one. I'm going to walk us through this. I'm going to kind of jump in and out along the way and hopefully bring a little more life to what we just read. So starting in verse one, it says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, I don't even know why there's an if there, (laughs) right? Like if there's any encouragement, well, yeah, like, he is my encouragement. Like, Christ, it, that's like saying, you know, if donuts are delicious. Well, yeah, they're <laughs> delicious. Like, they're so good. It's, it's more of a statement, right? If there are any, is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love? Well, I, I don't know about you, but I, I absolutely get comfort in love. Any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, if those things we just said those are true <coughs> complete my joy by being of the same mind having the same love being in full accord and of one mind by complete my joy by these things the first the first one the same love our same same mind sorry the same mind. Now, in the Greek, this term for for mind is not a perfect translation. For what we really don't have in, in the English language, a, a great word that really uh, in the Greek that that used here for mind. It's more of like a mindset, or, or like a like an attitude that you have about, or like a posture that you you have with approaching things, right? That we would have the same mindset, the same posture, positioning, that we would come at this the same way. Not that we all just magically have the same opinion, okay? So it's it's not saying that we all just magically have the same opinion, but that we can have differing opinions, but approach them with the same heart, the same attitude, the same posture okay? We can come at things and find common value a lot quicker that way, mm-hmm. right? right? If we stop focusing on the viewpoints and the opinion, but we say, hey, what if we just openly, honestly approach this together and see where we can get? We, uh, we, we have this culture that we're living in that's very divided, right? And we've got strong viewpoints all over the place. Politics. <laughs> that's not, we're not supposed to talk about that, right? Politics and, and religion. Those are like, no, we don't talk about this. Thing. If we can approach this way with any of these topics, this is how we're going to come together as a people. We've got these tough topics You know, pro-life, pro-choice, we've got tax, we've got uh, gun control, we've got all these different political topics that we can't even talk about, and if we do, it's a fight. So we get nowhere. When I just said those things, did you have an emotional response a little bit? (laughs) Right? Let me tell you, when you have that emotional response, it's a good sign that you're probably about to throw up your wall and you're probably not going to listen to what they have to say. Exactly. That's good. So that's a good, a good check, a good self-check. Hey, if I'm having this emotional response, I might need to whew, take a breather. Right. Let me listen, because we're going to approach this thing in a way where we can just talk about it. That's right. It's an approach where we hold reality's tension acknowledging that there are complexities to this life, listening before jumping to assumptions and giving a whole lot of grace along the way. If we could approach things that way, how beautiful would this be? How much different would our world be if we could approach things that way? Same mind, same love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Verse 3 says, If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. I was trying to get Roman ready to come to church yesterday for worship practice, and he's taking his dear old time. I'm like, Come on, brother, let's put these shoes on, let's go. And so I'm trying to get him going. He looks at me and says, Dad, show some patience. (laughs) I said, Boy, you better start praying that God gives me some patience right now. (laughs) Love is, is patient. We have to be patient with one another, we have to be kind. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast, it's not ignorant. Are arrogant, rather. It's not arrogant or rude. Think about all these conversations going on in this world. Love is not those things. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with the truth. That is what love is. We make sacrifices for love, don't we, for those that we love? We make sacrifices. Tara, years ago, she's like, hey, Devin, uh, you know, if you could just, like, squeegee the windows in the shower when you're done, it would really help me uh, to clean it afterward because, you know, once it all dries up, it's harder to clean, all this stuff, right? And I'm like, all right, Uh, you know, okay, sure. So I I squeegee the windows, (laughs) After every single shower, because I love her. <laughs> Thank you. Did, you. did you get that? Um, hey, listen, if I didn't love her, do you think I'm squeegeeing the, sh- the, the windows every time? No. No. I'm not doing it, all right? But because I love her. We do things from love, from a place of love that we wouldn't do otherwise, And we know that scripture tells us that we are to love our neighbor, right? So we are to sacrifice for our neighbor. Same mind, same love, full accord, and of one mind, united. We must be united in this approach, we must be united in this mindset. I will tell you for sure, when Tara and I are united on a goal, we are 10 times more likely to reach that goal. When you're united and working together on something, man, things start to happen. They start to fall in place. Things really start to work when you're aligned and united. If we could just be aligned and united in our approach. At the the very first verse, that we went over here, it actually starts with, so, if there. Anytime you use so, that means there's something that you just got done saying, right? You just said something and then you say, so, right? So let's go back to chapter one, verse 27, and let's see what Paul is saying so about. He says in verse 27, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. If we could be united, right? If we could be united, come, complete my joy by these things, complete my joy by these things, that that we could be of the same mindset, that we could have the same love, that we could be united together. But what is that that mindset exactly? Well, let's keep going. Verse three. If we could have this same approach, and the approach is, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. Man, man. That's tough. Is it, is it not tough to be selfish? Like that's is that not our human nature? It's tough. My, I took the strengths finders assessment. I don't know if any, anyone else has done that or not, but I took that. My number one strength, I don't love it, but it is what it is. Winning others over. Do you think I like the, the praise from others or to, to get the approval of others? We we do that. We seek approval from others, selfishly. We even strategize on how, how could I get some praise? I just had Zeke give me some praise to Tara just a second ago. Uh, we, we, we strategize like to get that out of selfishness and conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. count others more significant than yourself. That also goes against human nature, doesn't it? it does. This isn't talking about like people's skills and talents. I mean, obviously people are more skilled and talented at different things, but this is talking about that that they would be significant enough to you that they would be worthy of being served and that they would be worthy of just listening to what they have to say, more significant than ourselves, I think it would be awesome if we could do that in a way, we could humble ourselves in a way where we could become students of others, that we would not be a critic of others, but that we would become a student of others. We would would become curious to get to know who they are, what they like, what their experiences have been, what are your viewpoints on on different things, that we would become curious about others. I don't know about you, but I want to be a person that grows. As as I go down this path of life, like I want to grow along the way. Learning is not about... it's, It's not about... Um, proving out your, your viewpoint already. Think about that. Learning is not about just proving what you already think. Learning is evolving what you think. Well, how are we going to do that if we aren't listening or considering other viewpoints, right? People used to think that the earth was flat. It wasn't all that long ago, really. Like, People thought the earth was flat. Can you imagine today? Kyrie Irving just did, not too long ago, bit him. But uh, can you imagine today being like, yeah, definitely the earth is flat, right? You're going to sound a little cuckoo, right? Like we kind of have some evidence, some pretty strong evidence that that's not the case. But this is what we do. We stand firm in our stance and then we look silly because we won't just open up to another viewpoint or another consideration of someone else. Is this true? This one, this one's harder for me than the flat thing because that, that was obvious, you know, like. But Pluto used to be a planet, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I, when, when the kids started going to school and they're telling me Pluto's not a planet, I'm like, no, 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 no. Pluto's a planet. My second grade teacher told me that Pluto is a planet. It's so easy to just get stuck in, in your thoughts and your opinions and your viewpoints, isn't it? It's so easy, but humility, it breaks us free of that. If we could get out of our own pride our own stuff, and be humble enough to open up. That's what sets us free from all of that. How cool would it be if we actually had joy when we discovered we were wrong? Because if you think about it, we're no longer wrong anymore. right. Right? We can have joy because now I'm not looking silly thinking the earth's flat, right? (laughs) That we could actually have joy when we learn that we're wrong because it's proof that I've learned, that I've grown. Mm -hmm. Moving on to, to verse four, let each of you look not only to his own interests but also to the interests of others, that your interests would be in your neighbor's interest. That, that your interest would, would come from learning about what your neighbor's interest is. The Bible tells us it's more blessed to give than receive, right? It tells us that we're to be cheerful givers, right? That we could joyfully, cheerfully give to others to put our stuff aside and give to others. When you do that, do you not feel joy? Yes. When you when you selflessly give to someone else, do you not feel joy? It's like the Bible has truth in it. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> but we've got to get we got to get humble. That's right. We've got to get humble. Yes. How do we get humble? So verse 5 says, "Have this Mind among yourselves. This mind that we just walked through. That, that we would come together in unity. One mind, one mindset in this selflessness. That we would have this mind among ourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus. And we have this mind through him. He has this mindset. Once again, surprise, Jesus is the example. He is the example here. Moving on to verse six. Who, speaking of Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped or a a thing to hold tight to and not let go of, okay? He didn't count equality. That e- the equality with God to, to cling on to and, and hold from others. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, not the sinful nature of man, but the, the form of man. Being found in human form, he humbled himself by being obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. There are some really cool parallels to verses two through four, what we've just gone through for us, the the, the verses that apply to us, and parallels well with verses six through eight, where it starts talking about Jesus. I would encourage you to kind of Go and and look through those. It's really awesome. You can almost line by line see how this is us, this is Jesus, and it's the same. I'm just going to call out one thing. When you look at verse 6, it says, Did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. That word count is also mentioned specifically in the verses uh, for us. If we can throw that up on the screen, Courtney. Verses six, it says, verse six, it says, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. When we look at two, three, it says, but in humility, count others more significant than ourselves. In both situations, that word count is, is showing us that as Jesus lowered himself, We are to do the same. Jesus lowered himself to then build up us, right? He had to lower himself to then build us up. Now think about this. I know this is the gospel. This is the basics, but think how amazing this is. Jesus was in the form of God in heaven, God Almighty, He didn't count that equality that that he just couldn't come down to earth. He couldn't couldn't lower himself to that level. No, he he did exactly that. He he says, I don't don't consider that something that, that I can't do this for my people. He empties himself. God Almighty empties himself. He takes the form of a servant. God Almighty has all the right, all the power, all the privilege that he wants. He takes the form of a servant. It's so hard to really grasp because it's hard for me to, 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 to take, you know, oh, I need to lower myself and I need to be a servant of others. Is it not? It takes sacrifice. We talked about that. God Almighty did that. Yes, that's right. He lowers himself, becomes a servant in the likeness of men. He humbled himself by becoming obedient Hallelujah. to the point of death. Yes. Not, not just any old death, no. but the most shameful, the most painful death on a cross. That's what Jesus did for you. That's what Jesus did for me. He lowered himself to that extent. It's it's so amazing that it's hard to really fully comprehend, isn't it? In 1 Corinthians 10:23 It says all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. We all have opinions but they they aren't all helpful. all things are lawful, but uh not all things are not all things build up. We know some some things tear down right Let no one seek his own good but the good of his neighbor. He must empty himself to get to a place where he can. Look at the good of his neighbor, just as Christ did. He became a humble servant that obeyed to the point of death. That obedience thing is a powerful piece too. We must be humbled and we must obey what we are to do. It's one thing to be humbled, but it's another to be humble And then listen to the Father, listen to the Holy Spirit, and obey what he has to say. We get to verse 9, and it starts ramping up. It starts with, therefore. Therefore. Again, you use therefore right after you got done just saying something, right? So Jesus lowered himself from the top to the bottom. He lowered himself all the way. Therefore, because of that, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. We must lower ourselves, and this is is the short-term sacrifice for the long-term gain, right? We've heard that. Short-term sacrifice for the long-term gain, we must sacrifice out of love for others. Our long-term gain is that we will be exalted with him. In chapter three, verse 20, it says, but our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. Luke 18, 14 says, for everyone, this is Jesus speaking, by the way, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. 1 Peter 5, 5 says, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Now, you teens, listen to that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility, toward one another for god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you he may exalt you i'm wrapping up so if you'd like to stand to your feet we're going to go into to verse 10 here our joy is in, is in knowing that we will be exalted. Our joy is in knowing that, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna humble myself now, but I will be exalted in the end with him, my father, my savior. Verse 10 says, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This leaves me kind of wondering, when we read this, in, we, we know if we've been in this thing at all, we know that God wins in the end. So it leaves me wondering, why do we allow fear to dictate us? Why do we allow fear to dictate us? Because a lot of times when we find ourselves in these back and forths with people, it's, it's honestly because we fear the loss of something. We fear the loss of intelligence. We fear the loss of our own, right? We fear. But in the end, we know that God wins. So we don't have to feel this need to push our opinions and press our viewpoints. We don't have to stress. We don't have to panic. We don't have to worry. In the end, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Amen. He humbled himself. He died on a cross for you and for me. He rose from the grave. We're going to celebrate more next weekend that that grave is empty. I said, That grave is empty. Go ahead. Now his spirit lives in us. It moves through us. And he did all of that for you, for me. He also did it for your neighbor. He also did it for your coworker, for your friend, for your family member. 1 Corinthians 10, 32 says, give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to Democrats or to Republicans or atheists or fill in the blank. Give no offense. Just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. As Christ followers, I think it would be pretty awesome. I think it'd be pretty awesome if we led the way in this united, loving approach. That would, we would truly be the light of this world that would lead others to Christ so that they too may be saved. We have the greatest message of all. We have the answer that will change their life. The hope of this world, we have it. But listen to this, but we can't effectively share that message if we're just busy yelling along with the world. We must humble ourselves. We must love one another we must be obedient to Christ. What he wants us to do, how he's leading and guiding us, we must be obedient to that. And in the end, in the end, we'll get to spend eternity with him and hopefully we'll have many more that will be saved as well. Father, we love you. We thank you for what you are doing in this place, what you're doing in our hearts, this progression, this, this uh, growth, that we are experiencing, Lord. I pray, God, that that we would grab hold of this thing, that we would grab hold of it, that we would take it on, Lord Jesus, as you've called us to. Use us. We are your people. I humble myself. Use me, Lord. I love you, Father.